All right, y'all. So I was late getting this episode out. So um, what you're gonna hear is uh, my thoughts from early uh, Thursday Thursday morning um, about the picks that I have for this week. And uh, this part I'm adding uh, after the fact, obviously. And uh, for those of you that enjoy me being wrong, well, you're going to enjoy uh, my first pick because uh, the Cleveland Browns did what they were supposed to do today. And um, I thought otherwise this morning. And uh, you're going to hear that here in a bit. But I decided that uh, I mentioned earlier on that I was going to be sharing some fantasy picks and projections and things like that with you. And even though I'm no longer committed to season-long fantasy football, I still enjoy daily fantasy football. Now, with that being said, I am going to share with you some guys that I'm looking at and targeting this weekend for daily fantasy. But if you're a season-long person, if you just so happen to have some of these guys on your lineup, then you or on your team, better yet, then you know, hey, definitely give them a start. Or... Maybe not. And if for some reason uh, I mentioned somebody later on in the list that uh, hasn't been picked up in a league and you're in a desperate position and you need a running back, receiver, tight end, possibly even a quarterback or defense, who knows? Um, if you need one of those guys and uh, you haven't picked one up off the waiver wire, I might be able to let you know somebody that you can stream. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start this episode off and we'll fast forward it when we're done with this to the uh, originally recorded portion, which was supposed to come out earlier today. But I was I was bullshitting, but uh, you're going to get it. So, you know, you get it when you get it. Only thing that's, you know, no longer relevant. What I talked about earlier was the whole Pittsburgh versus Cleveland game. And um, I already told you, if you enjoy me being wrong, well, then you'll enjoy listening to that portion of the pod. Anyway, this weekend, week three, NFL fantasy football. Um, like I mentioned, I'm a daily fantasy guy. So the guys that the I'm going to go by position. So the quarterbacks that I'm very, very, very much interested in this week are going to be Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford. Those are the three guys I'm very much interested in. Um, it probably would be better if I had their matchups listed or, you know, in front of me right now, but I don't, and I don't feel like bringing it up. So, um, fuck it. Those are the guys that I'm looking at personally and daily. And if you have those guys in your team, more than likely you're already starting them. Kirk Cousins might be somebody that you might not be starting. Hell, Matthew Stafford might be a fringe starter for some teams, but if you just happen to have Matthew Stafford on your bench, this might be a week that you might want to consider elevating him to that starting position. Um, other guys I'm looking at for this week, as far as daily is concerned, I haven't narrowed it down. And at the end of this, I think I will share with y'all one lineup that I have, uh, that I have my eyes upon. Now, I definitely am going to be making changes and things like that going forward. But if you're a daily fantasy player, um, I'm going to share with you one of my many daily fantasy lineups that I have uh, in the works for this upcoming weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe you don't like something that I have. Maybe you think something better. You know, maybe you think one or two switches will be the key to you being great this week. And, you know, I was going to be selfish, but fucking, I'm going to share. Um, I'm thinking back to uh, college. I believe yeah, it was my freshman year. Uh, shout out Big Sean. Uh, Sean, uh, he told us a story one time. And this is a story that always stuck with me for some reason. It's a real short story. Um, one time he was in a class when he was in school. And uh, I guess uh, he had some teammates like he had studied for a test and did all his due diligence and he was being the model student athlete. 
And there was one of his teammates that, you know, he was being a model student athlete to the professor, but he was also being a model student athlete to the coaches. And what I mean by that was he was allowing his teammates to um, collaborate with the um, decisions that he decided to make on his test. So with that being said, um, he uh, was, you know, in the collaboration process and uh, he ended up getting his grade back a week or two later or whatever. And one of his teammates that he collaborated with had got a higher score than him. And he was pretty upset about that. He was like, hey, yo, dog, what's up? Like, what, how, how, do, how you get a better grade with me than you was like, you know, you was you was collaborating with me. He was like, oh, yeah, no, that one that you had. Yeah, no, I knew that was wrong. So I just switched it. And he was he was kind of upset about that. Like, hey, yo, say, nigga. Like, I did all this work and studying and everything, and I did, like, 99% of the work. You couldn't tell me that I had this one wrong? And that was a very that was a very funny thing for me. So, um, that's just a story that stuck with me. Shout out Big Sean. But, um, yeah. So, I'm going to share a lineup with you at the end of this episode when I talk about guys that I'm looking at in fantasy. And uh, if you so choose to go with that lineup and make one or two changes and you end up making a nice... Uh, you end up having a nice day in daily fantasy. I'm not going to be mad at you. I condone this behavior. I appreciate this behavior. I would just like it. I don't even want the monetary compensation. I would just appreciate it if you gave me acknowledgement. I need acknowledgement. If I got it, then tell me I got it then. That's all I got. That's all I need. That's all I need. So anyway, the main guys I'm looking at this week, the guys that I think they're in line for the best weeks at the quarterback position are Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Matthew Stafford. Now, guys that I still think of that are like in real good positions, Josh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Believe it or not, Matt Ryan, he's in a good position this week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Derek Carr. Now, there's a couple of other guys in there, and, I mean, we're digging at the bottom of the barrel at this point, but Mac Jones, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, uh, J- Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and, of course, Lamar Jackson. And I did say those guys in a specific order. So, I mean, like, yeah, Jared Goff, okay, he's you know he'll be all right, decent offense. Um, but Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, like, those are – you know, top tier guys like you have them. If you have them in your season long, you're starting them and you're having no questions about it. But I want you to know if you're starting those guys this week, they're projected to be okay. But as far as daily fantasy is concerned, which is all I personally give a fuck about, they're not at the top of my list. So, you know, that's just what we think about them going forward this week. Now for the running back position. Um, guys that I uh, really, really, really like this week is going to be uh, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and David Montgomery. Those are the guys that I really, really, really like. So if you have them, obviously, more than likely, you're starting them. And if uh, for some reason uh, David Montgomery is available on the waiver wire, uh, pick them up. And if you're playing against uh, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, or David, or David Montgomery this week, just know you might not be in the best position when it comes to that matchup. Um, the other other running backs I'm looking at, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's always going to be on the list. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, those guys I, I like as well. And then guys I like but not as much, uh, Derrick Henry, Daryl Henderson Jr., uh, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson going against the Eagles. That's one matchup that I do know off the top of my head. 
and uh, Doncho Hilliard. I don't know what his health status is, but he has he on paper it looks like he would have a decent matchup um, against uh, whoever the fuck they're playing. I'm sorry, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't have all these matchups memorized. I know Doncho Hilliard is on the uh, Titans, so whoever it is the Titans are playing um, in this moment. I I can't I can't remember who that is, but those are guys I'm looking at this week. Now, as far as uh, the wide receiver position. Uh, the top guy this week, um, based off projections and everything of that nature, uh, it looks like it's going to be Justin Jefferson. So that's what I'm definitely looking at in daily. Um, he's priced pretty fucking high. So that's something to keep in mind, but, uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously if you drafted Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, you probably drafted him within the first three picks. So obviously you're playing him this week and you should feel good about playing him this week. Um, other guys that I really, really, really like this week, Cooper Cup, obviously you drafted him high as fuck, so you're starting him. And, uh, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, he has a good matchup for him this, for himself this week. Uh, also guys, Devonte Adams and Amon Ross St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devonte Adams, they have really good, uh, matchups this week. So that's something that you could definitely target and, uh, you should feel better about those matchups. And then, uh, a little bit further down the list, uh, Michael Pittman, Ashton Doolin, uh, Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase are other guys that I'm definitely targeting. Now, there's some other guys that are some lower level guys, but you know, I'm going to spare y'all. I'm not even going to mention them at this time. Um, but uh, those are the wide receivers that I'm looking at for this week. Now, for the tight end position, by far and away, it's not even close based off pro- projections. And again, it's early in the season, so like these projections are like based off of what if teams have done in the past two weeks of the year. So, oh, well, this team's ranked at like 30th against tight ends. But you have to take that with a bit of a grain of salt because it's been one or two weeks. And these are maybe teams that just so happen to have faced the top tight ends in the league. For example, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts. Um, George Kittle hasn't played much, but George Kittle would be another person. Darren Waller, like, you know, guys that have been playing against the best top competition. So we still haven't reached that sweet spot where we can really, really, really heavily rely on the projections, but still doing it thus far. Um, But Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby is by far and away looking like the best, uh, your best bet at the tight end position Um, outside of Tyler Higby. Then there's, and when I say best, I'm saying best as far as a daily perspective. Um, So, like, they check off all the boxes. So, they're going against a, quote-unquote, bad defense against that position. And then a bad defense just overall. And then they also have a high over-under. So, like, that game's projected to score a lot of points. And they also have a good value at the position. Um, So, some guys, like, maybe 5x, 6x, just based off of their value and the quote-unquote projections, they say that they're 3x, 4x, 5x, whatever. And um, all those things, I combine them together. So, with all of those things being said, Tyler Higby looks to be the best tight end available on the board. Does that mean he's projected to score the most points? No. No. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... Based off of all the things that I look into, he is projected to be the number one guy for me when it comes to daily. So, Tyler Higby. 
then there's also Travis Kelsey. Obviously, he's going to be a tight end that you're always looking at every week, week in, week out. Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, Kyle Pitts, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Logan Thomas with the uh, Commanders, and Will Disley. So those are that's my tight end pool for the week. So again, if you're somebody that's looking for a tight end, um, most of those guys probably aren't available, but possibly Logan Thomas and Will Disley are. There looks like they have decent matchups and good opportunities this week. And we'll go ahead and round it out with defenses. So defenses are typically the spot that most people would stream. Uh, so if you're streaming a defense, if you have a defense that doesn't have the best matchup, at least on paper projection wise, I've been looking into some things and you may be able to pick up one of these defenses just for the week to have a solid uh solid standing in that defensive matchup in your season-long bout. Now, if you're somebody that's playing daily, then this is what these lists are really, for me, tailored for. But defenses this week. Uh, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against Green Bay. Um, that's a solid pick for me, at least in daily. Uh, yes, they do have Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is going against, or he has some, you know, a questionable receiving core and and running the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is uh, oftentimes a non-starter. So uh, it looks like that's going to be a very very difficult game for the Tampa or for the uh, Green Bay Packers unless Aaron Rodgers is able to pull a rabbit out of his head. So um, if you're somebody that just likes you know the um, Vegas side of things, um, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know what the over under or what the odds or anything but uh i think tampa bay is gonna gonna pull that one out but anyway tampa bay is my top defense for the week then i'm looking at the ravens the panthers the jets the Bengals, the saints the titans the seahawks and the texans so you know if you're somebody that's in search of a defense, the defense with a decent matchup, decent opportunity to put points on the board this week, any of the ones that I just named, Bucks, Ravens, Panthers, Jets, Bengals, Saints, Titans, Seahawks, and Texans would all be great bets for you for this week. Again, I am giving daily fantasy tips and advice. If you are a season-long player, and you just so happen to hear some guys that you have on your team that I that I've listed, then they're in good position for this upcoming week. And if any of these guys are available in your waiver waiver wire, I would pick them up for this week. For this week. Now, with that being said, I did tell you I was going to share you share a lineup with y'all. Uh, this is a daily lineup. Uh, so let's see here. Um, okay, I'll share this one. So we have uh, at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Jacobs at running back, Joe Mixon at running back, uh, Greg Dortch. Greg Dortch is another person that's been uh, solid with the Cardinals um, because of Rondell Moore's injury. And it uh, looks like Rondell Moore is going to be out again. So Greg Dortch may be a solid pick for you. If you're somebody that's really, really, really scrambling for a wide receiver three or possibly even a flex position in your season-long league, um, if Greg Dortch is available, I can't believe that he would possibly still be available in a season-long league after the first two weeks that he's had of the year. But if he's still available in your league and you're thirsty for a flex position, I would take a flyer out on Greg Dorch. If the person that you have already in your flex position is projected to get, you know, between 9 to 12 points, 
you might want to consider taking a flyer on Greg Dorch because he's projected to be within that same range as well, and he just might possibly be great. So just putting that out there. Um, also within this lineup, I have Marvin Jones Jr. of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Stephon Diggs, who's been having great uh, games this entire season thus far. Uh, Tyler Higby, like I mentioned, the number one tight end on the slate for me. Uh, David Montgomery, he's in a solid matchup against the Texans, and uh, but he, if you're playing daily, he's likely going to be heavy, heavy, heavy chalk. And then uh, for this specific lineup, I have the Carolina Panthers defense. Carolina Panthers defense, I believe they're playing the New Orleans Saints. On paper, that looks like a really, really, really bad matchup because you're going against Michael Thomas, um, uh, Chris Olav, Jarvis Landry, Taysom Hill, Jawan Jennings, or Jawan Johnson. Um, And all of those things, all of those weapons seem like a problem. But then you remember that Jameis Winston is at quarterback. Now, just because Jameis is at quarterback doesn't mean you're in the clear. Jameis can easily, he's a number one overall draft pick. Was he a Heisman Trophy winner? I can't remember if he won the Heisman. But he's a number one overall draft pick. He's a solid quarterback. He just makes questionable decisions from time to time that do lead to his own team's demise. But he is more than capable of putting up 300 yards and three touchdowns in the game. Now, granted, within that same game, he might throw three interceptions. But with that being said, if he throws, if he puts up 300 yards and three touchdowns, the Carolina Panthers defense is going to be in some trouble is what I'm getting at. So just putting that out there. Um, but uh, that's the lineup that I'm going to share with you all this week. Um, that's one that I'm more than likely going to be playing. I'll probably be making some adjustments and changes to it um, in the next 48 hours. But that's uh, one of many, many, many lineups that I have in the tuck. But it's one of the better ones. It's one of the better ones. So I'm giving you a solid foundation to build upon if you're somebody that likes to play daily fantasy football. Now, with that being said, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the previously recorded episode. And uh, you can hear my initial thoughts in this whole Ime Udoka situation, as well as my picks for the weekend, one of which has already fallen through. And, oh, for those people that really 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 love me being wrong um i actually had picked in my preseason august picks that the pittsburgh steelers would beat the cleveland browns this week and um if you're listening to this now you know that that did not happen so yeah it's already off to a rough note this week but fuck it it is what it is All right, y'all, we got a developing story out the NBA. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I'm actually going to save that for uh, – I'm going to save that for later on. But Ime Udoka, head coach of the Boston Celtics, uh, last night we were told that he is facing a significant suspension or punishment uh, for – and they didn't say what it was. The tweet was very vague. I don't feel like bringing it up right now, but you definitely saw it. Hell, by now we know what it is. Uh, so we uh, we come to this morning – and we come to find out that uh, what most of us figured was the case was actually the case. Because when you hear something like that, so random, like I'm seeing that headline last night, and I'm like, what could you have possibly done? Like, I'm just saying that just in general as a coach of a team. What could you have, like, did you fight a player? Like, I don't, I, I was very, I was very confused. But we all kind of had a feeling that it was probably, you know, some, uh, fraternization going on is that a word does that mean the i don't know we're gonna go with it fraternization going on 
And um, turns out this morning we were correct. Ime Udoka allegedly uh, <laughs> had a uh, consensual relationship with a co-worker, we'll say. Someone on staff for the Celtics. Now, I mean... <laughs> See, I really was trying to shoot him some bail, and I could shoot him some bail, you know, for, you know, my whole men's rights side. But I recently found out that Nia Long is a Scorpio, so, you know, I kind of have to be Team Nia. Um, yeah, even though Scorpio women are the most toxic creatures to ever walk this earth, but that's for another day. We'll talk about that probably in October. Um, yeah, I know I'm not that big on the Zodiac at all. I just know what I am, so I care about my shit, but yeah. I haven't read a horoscope in years. So I don't, I don't, I looked at what that shit was in like 2012, 2013. I was like, oh yeah, I fuck with all that. Yeah, no, nah, that's a bit. Say this. And then like everybody I fuck with is a Scorpio too. So obviously like it's a secret society. All we ask is trust. But uh, yeah, that whole situation's going on. I don't know what the fuck the Celtics are thinking. Like y'all were just in the finals. Ime Yodok is a first year coach. He had to have like killed somebody. I would think to, you know, possibly be missing the entire season. Um, unless they just want to have Brad Stevens just come back down because they know what the team's capable of. So maybe, like, he can, you know, finesse himself a championship, you know, like Pat, Pat Riley did in 06. But, you know, whatever. Um, that's still a developing story, and I'll talk more about that in greater detail uh, probably this weekend. This weekend, uh, planning on getting the gang together. So uh, that'll be an interesting conversation to have. Very, very interesting conversation to have. So let's go ahead and get into the reason why we're here today. And that is going to be my week three picks. Now, look, we started off hot in week one. Week two, not so much. For, uh, just a reminder, refresher, if you listened to the last episode, that was before the other games had played. Now those games have finished. And like I mentioned in that episode, I need all the favorites to win, which they all did. So we ended week two. This is, again, my preseason in August picks, 14 and 18. So we now have a combined record of 28 and 36. Not that great. But again, this is, you know, just back in August, you know, we didn't see the teams play. This was just all preseason projection and conjecture. Is conjecture a word? Does conjecture make sense in that place? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's word of the day. Word of the day. Conjecture. Conjecture. More than I say it, I don't think it's a word. Anyway. Um, as far as the um, special, we'll call those special picks that I made. Um, as far as the special picks, again, week one, we, we did we did well. We did well week one. And uh, week two, uh, well, you know, um, week two, we uh, we regressed to the mean. Um, now, a lot of, you know, wild shit had to happen for that to happen. But regardless, it happened. We're here. So we're moving on. On to Cincinnati. This week, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six games. I believe uh, three of them are favorites. Three of them are underdogs. Um, the reason why I'm somewhat rushing this episode is because one of those games is tonight. I'm reading it. I'm fucking reading it. Go with it. I have no reason to believe this, especially based off of my preseason picks. But tonight, I think somehow, some way, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a way to beat the Browns. Uh, the Browns, they gave one up last week that they shouldn't have given up. Uh, but fuck it. You would think that, you know, they're definitely going to bounce back. They're at home. They have a better team overall. And I mean, Jacoby Brissett, Mr. Bisky, 
you could say it's a wash, but I've seen Jacoby Brissett be successful more. So I would actually give the edge to Jacoby Brissett. So there is literally nothing football related that makes me think that the Steelers are going to win this game tonight, which is why I believe the Steelers are going to win this game tonight. But if you want to be safe, you know, take the four, take the four, take plus four, take plus four. Or if you want to be smart, avoid the game at all. Avoid the game at all costs. But for some reason, I'm a degenerate. I feel I, I'm feeling something about this game tonight. So I'm rocking with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, next game up is going to be the Texans versus the Bears. The Texans are on the road versus the Bears. Uh, this is a big somewhat of a revenge game, if that thing counts, for uh, Lubby Smith. Um, maybe the guys are going to, you know unite galvanize around him and try to play one of their best games of the year and the texans have not looked bad this year now maybe they've played against teams that have looked extremely bad because i don't think highly of the coach right now um little iffy on the broncos right now so maybe it's just been a combination of those things but for some reason call me crazy i think the texans can win this game uh the bears offense hasn't looked good at all the defense is uh you know not the defense that it was many 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 years ago so uh, I, I think that this could be a good game. I think this can be a close game, man. I really hate to say it. I, I want Justin Fields nine times out of ten, but Davis Mills just feels more safe. And Davis Mills has definitely better weapons than Justin Fields has at his disposal. David Montgomery is going to have to run for about 250 yards for them to win this game. And uh, I don't don't foresee that happening. So I'm rocking with the slight upset with the Texans. But again, if you don't feel that comfortable, take plus two and a half or be smart and avoid it all. Next up, uh, let's see what I'm looking at next. Uh, so we got the Raiders versus the Titans. The Titans have not been good this year. There was a very upsetting loss in week one, but again, it could have gone either way. Uh, you know, the Giants just, I mean, at the end of the day, these are all NFL teams, professional teams. And if the game's close, professionals can make plays. And that's what the Giants did week one. They went for two. They got it. Uh, you can also make the case that, oh, uh, no, that's Carolina. Carolina that they played. No, that was the Titans. No, that was... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the Titans. Okay, okay. My fault. My fault. I was questioning myself. I was doubting myself. Don't ever doubt yourself. Don't ever play yourself. So, anyways, the Titans, uh, let that game go. Next, The next week, or this past week, they played the Bills, and I think that the Bills... Y'all know I've said the Chargers are the best team in the NFL, or I see them to be the best team in the NFL, but it's a little hard to say when they're coming off of a loss and the Bills are coming off a very, very, very dominating win. Um, but with that being said, I think the Bills are miles away better than the Titans, and the Titans don't really have much of uh, offense if they're not playing with the lead. That's that's the problem with Derrick Henry. They don't use Derrick Henry in the passing game. I don't know if that's just not his skill set. I mean, obviously, we know what he's good at, but is he capable of being a, used in the passing game or not? And then Ryan Tannehill, eh. Uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of questions with the offense. They they can't really do much shit if they're playing from behind, and they were playing from behind that entire game. And this uh, Raiders offense, you know, I would think, um, well, I definitely think because of the weapons that they have and what I've been thinking as far as fantasy is concerned, that they're a solid offense that should be able to move the ball as well. I just think, for whatever reason, the Titans, this is a must-win game for the Titans. I think the Titans feel that in that locker room. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game. And I think they'll be able to play more of the style that they were able to play last year. Because one good way to stop a what I believe to be a lethal offense is to keep them off the field. And by keeping them off the field, they have the best running back in the game to do that. 
will they be able to actually, you know, run the ball, run some clock, long drives, score points? Remains to be seen. But I'm looking at it at this time. But, again, if you don't believe in that, you could take the plus two. They're at home. They're at home, and they're giving them two points at home. So, you know, that could be something. But if you still don't feel good with that, also, avoid this game. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Colts. Uh, Well, as long as Matt Ryan is playing, I'm going to take the other team. So, uh, Chiefs, they are on the road. Uh, and then I would same same thing could apply with what I was just saying with the Titans. Jonathan Taylor, he can run the ball. They can waste some clock. Uh, the Colts, I believe, have a decent defense. Um, but maybe that's just uh, previous year's memories. Maybe I need to start looking at this team for what they are right now. Um, so, you know, we're still it's still early in the season. So it's still kind of hard to gauge that uh, the Chiefs have looked phenomenal. I, you know, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes versus Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'll take I'll take Patrick Holmes. Yeah, I know they're not on the field together at the same time, but and I was very very skeptical of the Chiefs' defense earlier in the year, and um, they held they held the Chargers to I believe twenty four. I believe they held them to twenty four, and then they also obviously had you would call the game winning play with that pick six. But uh, I think they'll be just fine going against Matt Ryan and the Colts. So going with the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are the uh, first favorite that I've had on this list. Um, and uh, I, I mean, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, I like this one. I like this one. Uh, I, I feel good about this one. Um, and obviously, Vegas agrees with me. They're, they're favorites. Um, next game that we're looking at is going to be the Jags versus the Chargers. Chargers are at home. They're coming off a front upsetting loss to the Chiefs, a game that they could have had if Gerald Everett wasn't, you know, lazy. Um, now, Justin Herbert is hurt. Uh, well, he's recovering, but he was pretty banged up that last game. So, obviously, this is all predicated on his health because I do not believe in Easton Stick. Um, but Trevor Lawrence has looked decent this year. And as a matter of fact, the more I'm looking at this, no, fuck no. I'm, I'm, I'm playing myself. This is a great defense. I believe that the Chargers are a phenomenal defense. Uh, so, yeah, not, I, nothing to say. I was going to say, hey, take Jags plus seven. No, no, no. Not necessary. The only way Jags plus seven is viable, in my opinion, is if Justin Herbert is extremely hobbled or not able to play in this game. So be on the lookout for Justin Herbert's health. Depending on how that goes, that plus seven could be in play. But other than that, Chargers, heavy favorite at home. Um, Then the last game that I'm looking at is going to be the Falcons and the Seahawks. This game is dead even. There's no spread. It's set at zero. The money lines are both the same at minus 110. Uh, they believe it's going to be a low-scoring game with an over/under at 42. Uh, I believe that Seattle's going to win this game. Um, I know, I know a lot. I know I was talking up Marcus Mariota a lot yesterday, but um, I still think Marcus can be solid, have a decent game, and uh, Drake London, I believe, would be all right. The, I mean, there's weapons on that Falcons offense. Like, I think the Falcons could be decent this year, decent. But with that being said. In this moment, I'm just leaning towards Seattle. And uh, you know what? The reason why I'm leaning towards Seattle is very similar to the reason why I'm leaning toward Pittsburgh tonight. If I'm just looking at it football-wise, just like I would pick the Browns versus the Steelers, I would pick the Falcons versus the Seahawks. But because of that, we know that's not going to happen, which is why I'm going against the opposite. Yes, I'm trying to play them who are playing me. Yes, I know. I know. I know what this is. 
can't play me. I'm playing you. I know. Yeah, I know what's going on. Yeah, I know that this is going to happen or should happen, which is why the other thing is definitely going to happen. So that's why I'm rocking with Seattle, at least as of right now. And um, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, the email Udoka thing, along with some other conversations, will be had. And then um, I think next week I'm going to have a. Uh, I'm going to dedicate the episode to. Uh, I'm thinking about dedicating some episodes next week to some very, very, very special, special, special women. So be on the lookout for that. 